Hello everyone and happy Thursday. I am enjoying a coffee right now. I'm in the studs, the studio, or you know, wherever I can find a place to put my microphone. <laughs> um, today, as our guest, we have somebody so wonderful and so exciting. She is so inspiring to me and is doing a lot of really, really cool and amazing things right now. Um, if you don't know her, her name is Dahlia Roz, and she is an artist. She is based out of Boston, and I had the pleasure of having almost an hour-long conversation with her about art and what is inspiring to us as artists, and wow, she was just honestly so just a very powerful person to talk to and just of the sense that she really knows who she is and she's extremely positive and I say it towards the end but her aura was just it was like a fucking rainbow man I don't even know what to tell you also we have a new podcast cover which is so exciting um if you remember, if you listened to um, and what about learning disabilities with my friend Sarah. Sarah is a stylist, but she also does graphic design. She mentioned this in the podcast episode and she made about like probably 14 different uh, demos for me um, and she designed the podcast cover and we collaborated on it and I'm, I'm just so happy with it. And she did such a kick-ass job, honestly. Like, every time I look at it, I just want to burst into tears um, because of how happy I am. Uh, so if you're not following Sarah on Instagram or any other place, you definitely should be um, because she is a kick-ass individual. And you know what? Let's dive right into this episode with Dahlia because I cannot wait for you to hear what this beautiful human being had to say. Hi, my name is Kate Luna and welcome to And What About It, the podcast I made for me that I get to share with you. Okay, hi, it's, you pronounce it Dahlia, right? Yeah, like the yeah. flower. Yeah, oh my god, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, is the sound okay on my end? I have like my fancy mic here. Just want to make sure it sounds okay for you. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I have like the fanciest mic ever, so <laughs> this is good. No, I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I came across you like uh, on Instagram. You showed up on my like my uh, explore page just a couple oh, no months way. back. Yeah. And I was kind of going through this phase where I, like, I love painting. I, you know, went to art school. I took art all throughout high school. Um, but then I wasn't painting as much when I was working full time. And I wasn't keeping up with it when I was working full time. And then uh, I'm from Toronto. So right now Toronto is under, like, complete lockdown. And this has happened twice in the past year. So we're back in it. And um, I started painting again. And that was, like, maybe two or three months ago. So... Uh, I was just like following a bunch of people on Instagram trying to get inspiration and I don't remember I think it was your little like blob fish yeah the the blob fish that had like the mushrooms on it, and I was like oh my god who is this Aww, this is amazing I like so sick um, and yeah and that's kind of how I discovered your work and it is just 
the, like it is the coolest. Like I think Thank that it you. is honestly the sickest thing ever. So like where does like where does your inspiration come from? That's a good question. I feel like it comes from a lot of places, but just like observing the world and seeing what's exciting and interesting to me. Um I used to live next to the Harvard Museum of Natural History here in mm -hmm. the Boston area. And there were a bunch of taxidermied animals there. And I would just go and draw the animals all the time. So I just love drawing animals. And then I got a book with mushrooms from the library and mm -hmm. started drawing mushrooms too. And eventually the two things sort of combined. And I just find inspiration in other art, in nature, in mm -hmm. the world around me. And just, I feel like the biggest inspiration and what drives me forward is just like, what is exciting to me? What yeah. do I like looking at? What is something that I wish existed, but that doesn't yet? Yeah, no, that's dope. Because I, when I see it, it, it's very, like, psychedelic to me. Like, it, it looks very much so, like, something I might do on mushrooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair. Um, but I think... I'll but think no, it was a like, compliment. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um... Like, just even everything with the colors and, yeah, I, I just, every time I look at your pieces, I'm just, like, always blown away. Um, and I know that you have gained, also, you've gained quite a following on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, like, a lot of people, that's happening to a lot of people now. But do you find that, like, between Instagram and TikTok and stuff is do you find that you're like almost is it like a struggle to keep your creativity going or does that almost drive you in a sense I think it's the latter like it definitely it drives me forward just knowing you know like a year a year and a half ago very few people cared that my art existed you know like yeah. the only person buying my art about a year ago is my grandmother mm -hmm. um and then I started blowing up on social media and grew there and people started to care that I existed. People who had no obligation to me to care. People who mm -hmm. weren't my family or my close friends. And so it's just really incredible to get up and to do something and to know that like a few hundred of thousands of people might see what you're doing today and that they care yeah. about it and that it add something to their life in some way it feels really good to know that like what you're putting out there people are receiving because it's hard when you're starting out and you're putting stuff out there and no one's receiving it no one's like oh yay you posted you might get like maybe a comment from your cousin you know <laughs> yeah so it definitely motivates me to know that so many people care now and want to see what I'm doing and that it inspires them too to be more creative and happy in their lives yeah I like I Again, that is so amazing to me because I feel like there there are a lot of artists that I see that, you know, like I, I'm not I don't I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I just like, like there's a lot of art that I see out there that doesn't engage me. Yeah. But I think that you, you definitely have like something that's worth engaging. But like how how would what was that transformation like for you? Like when you, you know, started like just putting pieces out there and then now to like this huge following that you have like what how is that like just has that like changed you or like how you do things how you work like I'm so interested to know yeah um when I had not that many followers on social media and was just like doing my own art that I sort of liked I did a lot of like realistic pieces I rarely put myself in my videos I was just like here's a drawing of an eye hope you 100 people enjoy this you know and like um, 
so the journey to where I am today, I feel like I've become more of a performer because there's yeah. an audience watching. You know, I never used to paint while wearing a banana costume. Yes, that like, was exactly what I was just thinking of. That was so yeah, <laughs> Like, that is so new to me because I'm like, you know what? There are people watching. Let's put on a show for them. Let's have a good time. And before, when not so many people were watching, I'm like, okay, no one's watching. I guess I'll draw another eye or, like, here's a drawing of a face I don't know like nothing wrong with doing those things Mm -hmm. but now that I feel like there are people there to receive what I'm doing I'm like you know what let's put on a full show let's have a good time let's be ridiculous and just like outrageous and enjoy myself yeah it's it's like I feel like you're really putting your personality just like just fully on the screen which and I think I think that that's what people really want to see at the end of the day is just somebody who's just like totally unique and expressing themselves I think that with social media now, it's like, I don't know, it's really hard to do that, to express yourself to, like, your absolute full 100%. Yeah. So it's really refreshing when, you know, there's, like, when I see that coming from from you. Like, I think that that's dope. Thank you. Um, and I just saw that you were painting a wedding dress. Yeah. Um, that's currently in the garage. It's very spray painted, so it needs <laughs> some time to air out and not stink up the whole house. Uh, but yeah, I've been, it started with, I was connecting to this fashion stylist and I saw that she loved wearing suits. So I was like, Hey, can I paint a suit for you? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know where this is going to lead, but I'm going to paint a suit for this lady. And then I realized how much I love doing those custom pieces. So Mm I decided I'm going to buy a bunch of wedding dresses and just make them super colorful. And they're basically just blank canvases, but in the form of a dress. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. I saw on your, um, on your Instagram that you were, I think it was, Oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, it's all good. (laughs) No, it was, it was, uh, I think you were like traveling around Boston. I think it was, and you were painting on like different walls. Or like, or, or on the sides of houses was it? Oh, was that, that was actually all my house. Everything you've seen oh. of murals from the last year has been on my house. Oh my gosh. Just, so just people are just driving around the neighborhood and it's like, yep, there's Dolly's house. And it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was so <laughs> crazy. My neighbor, who's like a bit older, her granddaughter came in and was like, wait, that's Dahlia Roz's house. And like, she recognized the house, which oh. I was like, okay, that's so sick. Like, that's so amazing. Yeah. That someone's literal grandchild came like a teenager or something. And she came yeah. and saw it and was like, oh, my God, I recognize that car from TikTok because I have my painted car in my driveway. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's so cool to get to that point, you know? Yeah, there's a we have um, in Toronto. We I don't know if you've ever been to Toronto, but we have um, we have like a, a neighborhood. Um, and it's a and it's it's kind of it's kind of like that essence, like there's like a painted car and like oh. everything is a different color. Um, and I, I always love going there just cause like people are always creating like street art and stuff like that. And it's also like the best place to like vintage shop and shit, but oh, that sounds um, amazing. Yeah. It's Toronto is a very colorful city if you ever come, but, um, yeah. So it's uh, something else that I want to ask was that you, um, you dropped out of art school. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so I know, I know like I, I went to art school, but it was only like a one year program. Um, and I know a lot of people who are currently in art school. So I don't know if you want to like uh, maybe expand on that story a little bit, like 
Because yeah. I know for, that's a really hard decision for a lot. It's a hard decision, first of all, to go to art school. Yeah. Um, and it, But it's also a hard decision to drop out as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was, yeah, it was prob- probably the hardest time in my life. Um, just making that transition to, like, your whole life, you're in this system, I feel. You know, mm-hmm. you are you just go from school to school to maybe you go to a summer camp, too. And there's always structure in your life that sort of tells you where to go to next. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of realized at the age of 19, I was like, wait, I don't have to be in this structure anymore. And I never liked structure. It was never where I thrived. Mm-hmm. And there were so many reasons that art school wasn't for me. Definitely not someone who's going to say it's not for anyone. I think some people thrive in structure, but I'm just not one of those people. Like, I need to just be left to my own devices to do what excites me and that's how I grow and I love to like read books watch movies listen to podcasts I love to learn on my own and the moment a teacher tells me like oh you need to read this book even if it's a book I wanted to read suddenly I'm like no I don't want to read it anymore (laughs) I don't know why I'm like this but I just sort of at the age of 19 figured out this is what I'm like and I'm not gonna fight that anymore and I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. go for it so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just realized that art school wasn't going to take me to where I wanted to go in my life and my career. Um, so it it just felt like a conveyor belt to not where I wanted to go. And it wasn't yeah. going to give me the success I needed or wanted. Um, so I just realized that doing it on my own was the path for me. And I'm also so inspired by entrepreneurs. Like, yeah, back when I was 18, my biggest role model was Steve Jobs of all people, you know, and him and, you know, Bill Gates and all of them, like they dropped out of school too and made it work. And they were such big inspirations to me. So I always said, I'll be in school to get what I want out of school. But what I want is not a degree. It's the knowledge. It's the information. Mm -hmm. So once I felt like I had all the information I needed to start my career, that's when I was like, okay, time to actually start this thing. Let's do it. Yeah. And so, and then after, once you left school, did you just, then you just like jumped right into like making pieces or like, how did you kind of like set up the foundation to what, to what is now? Yeah. So I went to one year of art school and then I came back for my second year and was just not having it. I was like, what is the point of being here? I'm just, I'm unhappy. And what's the point of being a person if you're not trying to make a happy life? You know, that was sort of my conclusion. Um, So after two weeks of my second year, I was like, you know what? My parents don't really approve of this yet, but I'm done. Like, I'm not going to classes anymore. I'm going to go. There's a really nice art museum near the college. They had a great library in the college. And that's where I would go. And I would just educate myself as much as I could. After two months of doing that, uh, the resident director found out I wasn't going to classes and I was kicked out of the dorms (laughs) as it goes. Um, So then I moved back in with my parents and just like set up a studio in their basement in just the suburb outside of Boston. And then I moved out to Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. And I got a job at an art museum. It was just like a minimum wage job where I would stand in front of the art in the galleries and just be like, hey, don't touch it. (laughs) You know, or like, (laughs) here's the deeper meaning behind the art. And I started there, which gave me a better sense of how the art world worked. Like I learned a lot from working at the museum and I met some really incredible artists that had their own shows there. Um, Yeah, what did I do after that? After that... 
I did what I call the Tinder Portrait Project. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of my content about it. I think the last time I posted about it was like a year ago. So most no, people don't, don't know that. about this project. But basically for like two years, I downloaded Tinder and just painted people off of Tinder. Like I would meet up with them and do oil paintings of them. That is um, incredible. Thank you. And like I wrote about the whole thing. It's going to be a book, hopefully soon mm-hmm. um and that was a big part of my life and then I traveled for a while and just like traveled across the U.S. I would do murals at hostels and stay there and just like mm-hmm. traveled all the way to California and then I came back was really into realistic art for a while burnt out a bit took like a month off and then last January I was like you know what I'm gonna do big paintings big colorful paintings and I'm gonna share my thoughts on art and that's when everything started growing for me like my yeah. career really took off last January it's been about one year now that it's been what it looks like today yeah yeah because I think um like just what going back to what you were saying like when you were in school and you know it was it was kind of like I feel like it was almost like you felt like blocked like your creativity like felt like blocked and it did like I and then going into like realism and pouring yourself into realism like that like and realistic art like I think that 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 is almost in itself kind of structured Absolutely. Yeah, which is interesting because it's like, okay, like, I'm breaking free of this structure. And then it's like, wait, and what am I supposed to do now? So then it's almost like you pour yourself back into a different kind of structure. And then it's like, and then like you said, you got burnt out. I feel like, you know, it's like, it's like this sort of feels different, but at the same time, it's almost kind of the same. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like honestly, up until last January I was sort of a student even though I wasn't in a formal institution I felt like I was still in learning mode yeah like I didn't really have a full business structure or anything I was just like learning share it a bit on social media hope for the best and then this year is when I was like okay it's time to really think about this seriously and structure myself and but structure it in a way that allows for creativity and for expressing myself more Mm -hmm. and is that like because I think your whole philosophy which again is so inspiring is you know like shit art is better than no art yeah yeah could like what what is like the like the real like deep ass meaning behind that phrase (laughs) yeah um so it all started I was about to make a big painting. This was also about a year ago now. So crazy to think that. And I didn't really want to paint because I was like, oh, this is going to be shit. This painting's going to be shit. And then the famous words came to me, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. then I just thought about it. I was like, you know what? But shit art is better than no art because if you're not doing anything, you're not moving forward. So even if you make something terrible, something shitty, you're still moving forward and you're still learning. And if you make a lot of shit art, eventually it will be good because you're practicing so much. So lowering your standards of what you expect from yourself, I think actually improves you in the long term because you just do a lot more and you move forward more. And that was sort of the basic philosophy behind it. It was like doing something is better than doing nothing. Doing nothing, you're not growing, you're not learning. Whereas if you're making even the worst art ever, terrible art, you're still learning something and you're growing and you just have a good time doing it. And I feel like people appreciate that and yeah. it sort of frees them in their own life too. So I feel like shit art is better than no art. That concept can be applied to so many things in life. Yeah. And I think that so many people stop themselves from creating because they're afraid that they're not going to be good at it. 
uh, like my brother, for example, God bless him, love him to death. But he is always like, oh, I can't do it because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just not an artist. I'm artistically bad at this. Like, I don't understand. You know, I, I love horror movies. So I always talk about horror movies as like pieces of art. And he's like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand art. And I'm like, oh, no, but you don't understand. You do understand. Like, you do get it. It's it's in there. It's within all of us. Like, yeah. you just have to, like, unlock it. And the first step into unlocking it is just to go for it. But people don't want to go for it because they're scared. Exactly. That's sort of the first chapter of my book is just, like, what are you scared of? And I just write a list of things you're probably scared of that are stopping you. Because I feel like the term, I don't know, it, it just got to a point where I was so annoyed by everyone being like, I'm an artist block. I'm like, no, it's that's a name for something that's way deeper that you can solve like what's the root of you stopping yourself yeah and I just realized for most people it's fear it's fear of wasting art supplies or being judged or you know not thinking that you're good enough and I feel like judgment from yourself and from others is the biggest thing that stops us um and then the other thing that I talk about in the book is that being good at art is like being in shape. No yeah. one goes to the gym and is like, you know what? I've never stepped foot in a gym before. Let's see if I'm in shape naturally. Like, let's see if I am naturally in shape. And I feel like that's that's just not a thing. When you go to the gym for the first time and you haven't been in years or something, it's gonna suck. You're gonna, yeah. you're not in shape anymore. And it's gonna be hard. And that's the only way to get better is by doing the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like so many people think art, like either you have it or you don't. And I just don't think that's true. I think it's like being in shape, you know, that's. Yeah, it's a, or, or like a, like a muscle that you just like have to work on, but yeah. it's your creative muscle. It's the muscle and, in your brain. Absolutely. And it's like, just because you go to the gym doesn't mean now you have to become a professional athlete. Like you can just enjoy going to the gym because it makes you feel good. Yeah. And. I feel like a lot of times in adulthood, we're like, oh, if you're not doing it super professionally, it's not worth doing at all. And it's like, no, does it bring you joy in some way? Does it give you meaning and purpose? You know, most people who go on jogs every morning aren't professional runners. It just makes them feel good. So that's sort of what I want to do with my art is make it more accessible to people mm -hmm. as just the form of feeling good in their life. Because I feel like art can just be so good for your mental health and your yeah. mental well-being. Yeah, it, it's it's such a release like it, it, it just whatever you have like any kind of emotion that you have pent up like it just if you just expel it out into whatever you're doing it, it's it's so worth it it's like it's like when you're really frustrated and you like write a note and then you burn it and you're like oh all the feelings are like floating away it's like you can yeah. do that like on a piece I think that and it's so true what you said about the adulthood thing like I think a lot of adults like I'm 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 gonna say yeah I'm gonna say like a lot of adults now like don't know how to like emotionally express themselves in it, just in I'm just in general yeah uh, and you know we think about art as something that you do when you're like a little kid almost just to like pass time yeah. but I think that that it's so much more like art exists everywhere and everything that you do like down to your handwriting. Like yeah. it's so present and it's such a part of ourselves and it's something that has existed for since, since literally the dawn of man. Yeah. It, so it makes no sense that we just like throw that away after a certain age and just never revisit it because it's, it's something we're not good at. Like what? We, I don't get it. It just I don't yeah. get that. 
Exactly. And it's like, I, again, to go back to the metaphor of exercise, I'm not a runner. I don't like running and I'm not in very good shape. So I walk because that's better than doing no physical activity for Mm. my well-being. And I feel like that's true with art as well. It's like you don't have to start making massive oil paintings in order to justify doing it. Get a piece of paper from CVS and a crappy thing of watercolors and just make anything that just makes you a bit happy. And not Mm. everyone wants to do it, but I feel like a lot of people do want to do it and stop themselves. Yeah. Or like even, so another, I um, I was recently having like a, a block uh, and I was not, not like a, I can't do this block, but more of like a, I, I literally don't know what I want to put on the canvas. Um, and because I've been trying to explore, so I, just a background about me, I, I'm a makeup artist and oh, I, cool. work, I work in the, um, the fashion industry in Toronto. And that is that I love doing it. I love painting people's faces and painting my own face great um but just because I haven't been able to work as much um and then returning back to kind of like what I was used to which was his classical art pieces um I was like okay I, I like I don't know where to begin I don't know how to start and what I ended up doing was I ended up making a vision board nice yeah and then I'm and then I made another one I made like two in a row because it was like so much fun but that was like something that I hadn't done like just cutting up magazines and I remember being you know in like middle school and they would make you do like collages and and stuff yeah and I was just like cutting up magazines and I was like oh my gosh and I felt like it it, like it, it just yeah it just felt like it was like I was unlocking something that I had like stored away. Like I had just found that book on the shelf that I had been looking for for years. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I can keep on doing this forever. And then I looked at the time and it was like four in the morning and I was like, oh, never mind. Maybe <laughs> I should stop now. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, honestly, sometimes I'll tell people I'm like, I'm just the professional child, basically. Like I do the things I like doing as a kid, but I just like do it at the next level sort of, you know? So I definitely, yeah, I feel like connecting with what you did as a kid can be so good for you. And there's so many creative lessons we learned as kids that are still applicable to our adult lives. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. You had, you, your art was on clothes. That's what I'm doing. Your art was on clothes and people are like that. How did it feel to see that? Uh, The one of a kind pieces or the print, like the mass produced pieces? All of it. Um, You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a fashion designer for a lot of time. I grew up in the era of you watch Project Runway with your family. Yeah. (laughs) And every family, I feel, has the one kid that also takes out their sketchbook during it and is like, I'm going to do the challenge in my sketchbook. Mm -hmm. And that was me. I was the kid that was doing the fashion drawings while watching Project Runway as a kid. And I loved it. And for some time, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. Like, that's all I was going to do. And not that there's anything wrong with just doing that, but I realized it wasn't for me. And I didn't like just sitting in front of a sewing machine. And I felt like my creativity went beyond just like three dimensional stuff. I love 2D art. So I abandoned that for a really long time and just did um, just did 2D art, just did painting. And then I realized you sort of can do it all in so many ways. Like art connects to fashion and mm-hmm. I remember I was talking to a friend and he said that someone told him, oh, you shouldn't create merch because that's selling out. And I'm like, no, that's called being a fashion designer. Like, that's not selling out. Um, So I just feel like fashion is sort of the next step 
in art for me. Right. And it's something I dreamed of a lot as a kid. So it's really cool to see people like, oh, I'm wearing a shirt you designed. I'm wearing a dress you painted. That feels really good to see. And I feel like I hope that 12 year old me would be proud of where I am today. So did the like whole fashion design thing and the merch thing like that, that must have probably been come on like through the huge like surge in social media, like I assume. Yeah, I only started doing uh, merchandise and prints and all that seriously in the last year. Before mm-hmm. that, I didn't really have a, a business around my art. It was just something I did and didn't really know how to do the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think one of the really amazing things about growing on social media is that I connected with so many other artists that I learned from. So mm-hmm. I learned about the manufacturer I used from another artist. They just made a video about it and were like, here's the manufacturer I use for my clothes. So I looked into that and I've connected with so many amazing artists. And I feel like everyone who I'm friends with, we really value community over competition. So mm-hmm. we share resources with one another. I'm in like a group chat of five other TikTok artists and we just share resources. We had a a video call one day and one girl was like, oh, uh, how do you print your shirts? And I was like, oh, how do you print your earrings? And, you know, we just ask each other questions and share our resources. And so a lot of my growth I have to owe to the amazing friends I've made this year. You know, they have taught me so much. Like your fellow creators. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say some of my closest friends now are people I've met because of TikTok or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just reached out to some artists that I like and was like, hey, let's talk and see what happens. And now it's like one of my closest friends is someone I just met because of TikTok, you know, and I've learned so much from her and from my other artistic friends. And that's been really amazing. And one of the greatest things about the last year. What would you say, like, to people, like, young artists who are on TikTok? I have, like, a, I have, like, a secret TikTok account um, that I make for my reels, but it has, like, I, like, I don't even, I don't even think I follow any of my friends. It has, like, three people on it, um, but it's just, like, I just, it's just fun to, like, edit videos and stuff on there, um, yeah. but what I was going to say is, like for people who you know like I'll post like a painting that I did or like a brand that I like like I I did this project recently where I like casted I did like a body cast of myself um so I like casted my boobs and then I painted them that's amazing (laughs) yeah it was yeah it was you paint on them I just painted them two different colors because I wanted to keep it uh I wanted to keep it like simple but I have the mold still so I can recast them whenever I want Yeah, it's like it's like a reef. I can refill the mold like probably over a hundred times before it wears down. Nice. Um, but uh, I need more casting material. But yeah, so I I posted that on there, um, and I'm not focused on like really getting a lot of traction, like uh, at least not yet, because um, I'm still figuring out like what I want to post. But for people who are trying to gain a lot of traction, and who do want to reach out to like all these, you know, like fellow TikTokers and really kind of like build their brand and build themselves like what kind of advice do you have for like a lot of like these young people yeah I would say start by making content that's engaging and the way to do that is to tell a full story in a very short amount of time like Mm -hmm. all of my videos have a start here's the idea I had here's the middle part of me doing the idea and here's the finished product like almost every video I have is in that format these days Uh, So I think telling an interesting story that would be entertaining to people aside from your fellow artists, just something that's 
cool to watch, something that's satisfying in some way, just give value in some way. I think the issue with a lot of artists who are starting out is they're like, they do the pity thing. Um, pity mm. fishing, I think, is a good way to call it. Ooh, okay. Where what is pity fishing? It's basically where you show your art and you're like, poor me. I don't have a following and I bought all of these supplies for shipping, but no one's buying my stuff and just like trying to make sales and get followers based on people feeling bad for them. Oh, wait, I think I have seen a couple of these I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where yeah. it's like where it's like a sob story. It's like, oh, like nobody buys from my business. And it's like, I well, I don't know what you want me to do about that. Like now yeah. I'm just sad for you. And I get that. Like I've been there and I think those feelings are valid, but like I've read a lot of business and marketing books in the last year and or in the last many years. And I think what I've learned is like stop talking about what you're gonna get out of it. Start giving value. Stop being mm-hmm. like oh, you should buy from my business because I need money for surgery for my cat or something. You know, like, yeah. that's not our, no one's going to buy your stuff when you just talk about why it's good for you. Give yeah. value somehow. Why is it good for them? What value does it give them? And I think that's the best advice I have for people starting out is just to ask yourself, what are you giving? Not what are you getting? Mm-hmm. What are you giving? Because when you give, you get. And, yeah. but starting with a place of, poor me, please buy my stuff because it would be awesome of you to do. That's just, that's not a good sales pitch. That's not a good way to sell yourself. And like, I get it that I get where they're coming from. I remember starting out and not having that many sales and that it sucks and that you want to say all those things like, ah, poor me, it's not working out. Um, But don't do that. Like, that's the best advice I have. Don't try to pity fish. I don't know if I came up with that term or if it means something else, but um, (laughs) But that's the best way I could think of saying it. It's just like, don't build a business on people feeling bad for you. You're not a charity. You're a business or you're a creator. Give value. Give entertainment. Imagine if every video that a musician made was like, oh, my music career isn't working out. Now listen to this song that no one likes. That's a terrible sales pitch. And I feel like the people who succeed the most on social media just give value in some way. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree with that. That's that's actually such good advice. Like that is Thank crazy you. advice because it's, it, and I've yeah I, again, and I think it's because when you go uh, specifically Instagram nowadays, like if I when I scroll through Instagram, I'm like, I feel sad. Like you feel I, sad. Yeah, I feel sad. It's like, I don't have, you know, it's it's crazy not to compare yourself. Yeah. Like, I think that that's kind of where it comes from. I think it comes from, like, comparing yourself to others. Yeah. And especially when you first start posting or whatever, and you're like, oh, my God, like, nobody follows me. Nobody likes. It's easy to fall into that kind of negative mindset and then to post, like, negative things. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't even think that people realize it when they do that. Like, no, no. But, but you're right. Like, that is a horrible sales pitch. It's almost like you want to shake these people and be like, I'm wake up. Like, you have better potential than that. Like yeah, you have exactly. the potential to do all of these things that everybody else is doing. You just have to change the way and how you think about yourself and how you're doing it. Yeah, I, I think it's easy, like, when you kind of get into that, it, it to just, you just get into that negative mindset of, like, I don't have that. I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. Um, but, and people are, they look at what everybody else has and they rarely, like, look within themselves to see, like, what they have and I think that people who have like really unlocked their true potential are the people who 
seriously become successful like like which is why you know I'm so inspired by you because it's like you are obviously yeah. someone who is like who is like this is what I have to offer I am very proud of it I think that this has it, it's wonderful and people deserve to see it and other people recognize that but if you can't even recognize that within yourself it's like how are you going to put that forward Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently about the idea of imposter syndrome and how they Mm -hmm. didn't feel comfortable growing on social media because they felt like they didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And they asked me if I felt the same. And I was like, honestly, no, I I don't feel that way. I've since I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to grow. People are going to know who I am. And I've just believed that irrationally in some ways for years to the point that now it actually seems like a reasonable belief with where I'm at. But for years, there was no evidence that things would work out for me. But I always believed I was like, I do deserve more, I will give more when I have more. Um, In the sense that like, I will be able to give more value to people when there are more people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just always felt like there was really great value in growth that went beyond me. I see how much Mm -hmm my content can help people and help people just dealing with stuff in their life and can make their lives better in some way. So I'm like, it's not just about me and getting likes and follows. It's also about what can you give with your platform? And when you focus more on what can I give if I have a larger platform versus what can I get, it's less scary and it feels less like, oh, I don't deserve it or something. Yeah, I love that. I love what you said, if, if I give more, or if I have more, I give more. And if I give more, I have more. I, that, that is a beautiful, beautiful phrase. Thank you. Because um, it's so true. It's, it's definitely so true. And imposter syndrome, I think, I think I've, I've had a little bit of imposter syndrome, like in the past, not so much now. Um, but yeah, imposter syndrome is 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 a bitch because it's almost like you gaslight yourself. Where you're yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are, okay, I was gonna ask, are you a spiritual person? In some ways, um, some I'm ways. Jewish and I'm like reasonably religious, so okay. I would say. But for me, like my religion is more about cultural practices and community right. than it is about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I say just- like. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that that's the most like spirituality I have is probably within my religion. Right. What I was just going to say is that because kind of what you were just talking about really reminded me of uh, like manifesting. Yeah. Saying like when you were a kid, like, you know, you just always knew that that was going to happen and we're always telling yourself that that was going to happen. It's kind of like you just kind of manifested that to happen over or like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can show you like the wall in my bedroom literally has sticky notes on on it with goals. So I totally misunderstood your question when you said spirituality, but like (laughs) believing in something bigger. Absolutely. Like believing in the power of believing. That's what it is for me. I just knew that if you ask. Yeah. Like if you just believe in your own journey and your own path, nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. That's really my belief I've been saying the word belief so much but that really is the core of it is just starting from a place of I can do this because when you start from that place of self-belief even if it's not 100% true at first when you get to that place where you believe in yourself it doesn't matter what other people say it doesn't matter if other people say you won't succeed because you just know in your heart that you will and therefore if you believe that you'll actually take the actions to get to where you want to go Mm -hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. It's yeah, there's like I just feel like oh, there's you just have like 
this like wonderful beautiful just like aura like I feel like your aura is literally just like a thousand colors at once and oh just living a colorful life man I I we love to see it we really do that's what it is for me (laughs) um yeah I feel like art is just sort of a celebration of what it means to exist and to live and to be a person and that's what it's all about for me I'm like I don't know. I love having colors around me because it just makes me feel alive and like I'm doing something and creating something. And that feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely a correlation between I was actually just reading. There's a big artist um, in Toronto. Her name's Brioni. And she uh, she literally just came out with an article today that where she was talking about when she first started as she's a photographer, when she starts first started as a photographer, she was doing a lot of like dark, like grainy and moody photography and now it's like very bright and colorful and happy and she was like because when I first started out I thought that I had to be this way because I saw so many other people succeeding in that way and I you know there's the trope that there's the but like all artists are depressed and that all artists are like extremely sad and that their art comes from a place of you know like like horribleness within themselves but I think I I don't really believe that to be honest I think that it can totally come from that place like if you need to like release that and get it on a paper I mean I also write poetry so like writing poetry is like literally cutting open your heart um yeah (laughs) but the but I I think I think that that's such an overused trope that all artists are like that like absolutely you, you you do not have to express yourself like that at all I completely relate to that. When I started out as an artist, I also made just like dark art that was supposed to educate people about something depressing in the world or in my life or something. Like that's how I started out because I thought the only way for my art to have meaning is if it's deep and really, really sad in some way. Mm. I just believe that because also I remember working at an art museum and all the art there was so sad. It was like, here's a painting about inequality in society. And it's like, those things are important. I'm not saying otherwise, but not all art has to be that. Not all art has to be educational or help the world in a straightforward way. I feel like what I do does help people in a lot of ways just see the good in life. And I feel like coming from that place of like, oh, I used to make really depressing, sad art and it came from a bad place in my life. And now I've moved on to because I don't want to be in that place in my life, I make the good stuff. And because I don't want others to be in that place in their life, I make good, happy stuff. So it does have a deeper meaning, but the deeper meaning is to sort of like keep you going, you know? Yeah. No, but that's like, yeah, that's that's just what it's supposed to be. Like, I, You know, there's that quote that's like, art should comfort the disturb and disturb the comfortable. And yeah. I think that that's true. But I also think that like art just in general, should just evoke emotion or a reaction out of you. And if it hasn't done that, I don't think it's done its job. But even, but but that doesn't mean that it needs to be like an extreme reaction where you're like, whoa, my God, that gutted me. Like it can just, you yeah. can just look at it and be like, wow, that, that brings me like a sense of peace. Or like, I really like hot pink. And like, I every time I look at this, I'm going to be like, wow, this reminds me about how much I really love hot pink. And like, that's like, you've if that if you've achieved that, then you've done your job as an artist. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like just coming from the place of making sad art, I'm like, what I needed when I was at my worst in life was just the happy stuff that reminds you of why you're alive. And that's what I hope my art does. I hope it just reminds people that life is an amazing thing. 
and that it keeps them going even when times are tough. And it may seem like, oh, you see, oh, I painted a raccoon or something. And you think, how is it that deep? But I feel like it is because I've also talked to people about it. Um, I got an incredible letter from someone that was like, I was in a really dark place and I saw your art. And because of that, I like kept going and kept wow. living and stuff. And I was, was really like, powerful. yeah, it was so, I literally cried when I read that letter. I just couldn't believe that I sort of achieved what I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to help someone because art helped me so much when I was in a bad place in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That, that must, that must be a whole other kind of range of emotions to receive something like that from someone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was, I just thought it was like, oh, someone's going to send me some stickers or a print of their art or something. And then I read this letter after leaving the post office and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, I'm doing it. I actually, like, help save someone and give them purpose mm-hmm. and meaning in life. And so happy things may not seem profound, but when you're in a not great place in life, they can save you. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so we are coming up at our 45-minute mark, but is there anything that you uh, have maybe wanted to say or that you'd like to let people who are listening to this know um, just before we, we wrap up? I feel like the most important thing is to have an irrational belief in yourself, mm-hmm. is to believe in yourself when there's no proof that that's a reasonable thing to do. You know, I believed in myself since I was a kid. I just knew I was going somewhere even before I had any proof that I was. I just felt like I was destined for something. And so many people will discourage you along the way. But if you keep believing in yourself, that's the most important thing. Because the only person who can truly stop you at the end of the day, you might say, oh, my mom doesn't support me. My dad doesn't. My aunt, my uncle, whatever. At the end of the day, the only person who can stop you fully from pursuing what you want to do is yourself. Yeah. I realize that's a very intense note to end on, but I feel like it's so important because so often I hear creatives say like, oh, I'm not pursuing this because my dad doesn't approve. I'm not pursuing this because my grandparent thinks it's a bad idea. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not you. Mm -hmm. They don't have your life. They don't have your life. They don't have to deal with the consequences of listening to them. Um, and they can't stop you from getting a piece of paper and starting to draw or getting a cheap guitar and starting to play. They can't stop you. Um, and just to be determined to figure out a way to make it work, even if others don't think it's doable, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a great message to end on. Thank you. I love it. Okay, how amazing is she? Honestly, everything that we talked about was just, I I, I mean, you can probably hear me saying it. I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. That's so dope. Like, that's so true what you're saying. Because it's just like everything that she was feeding me was just like this little beautiful golden nugget of happy. I don't know how else to describe it. (laughs) Um... 
Dahlia Roz is on TikTok and she is on Instagram and you should definitely look her up and follow her because honestly her art is so beautiful and you can buy her book Shit Art is Better Than No Art on her website she has merch she does tattoos um she really is like a drag of all trades so definitely definitely look her up give her a follow check her out buy some of her prints because she fucking deserves it and if you're not already following me on instagram you can follow me at k luna where i will be posting all of my future updates for all of my future guests i have some other wonderful and amazing people um coming up and just keep your eyes peeled because it's gonna be so much fun what i'm gonna be doing and what we as a collective are gonna be doing um thank you guys so much for listening and i am looking so much forward to so much forward that's the sentence that makes sense but whatever we'll keep it i am looking so much forward to the next episode and what i can just like i don't i just feel like my fingers have been tingling and my whole body has just come alive just with doing this and i don't even know i i just feel i feel great and i hope you feel great too and i'm out goodbye